Welcome to episode 31 of your personal podcast. For those who want more out of life, please rate, review and subscribe to your personal podcast. I'm Martin Hazy. I'm an entrepreneur, educator, CEO and a former Lord Mayor. As always, I'm here with Mim Romeo. Mim is a corporate retailer, business coach and mentor and an executive advisor. And Mim, a very special welcome to the brand new Your Personal Podcast Sound Studio. Yes, not that our listeners would have picked that up because all they're listening to is your personal podcast. But yes, Martin, this location is sensational. Really, really great to be into this new studio. Well, Mim, we're reinvesting back into our your personal podcast infrastructure to bring an even better experience to our listeners. Absolutely. Look, a big shout out to all our listeners throughout the world. We really do appreciate you tuning into your personal podcast. It, it does inspire us to keep going. So thank you and do not hesitate to send us in feedback. We really appreciate it and we do act on it as well. Well, I have something that I do new every week now, Mim. What is that? You actually say hello to me. No, I don't. I say, to you, I say Mim says hello. That's good. You know, that's a good way to start a conversation because I like to be – like to really engage with our listeners and the public in general. Do you know how that usually plays out? How? You I go, well, I meet people and I might meet people in Australia or whenever I'm travelling and I'll say, Mim says hello. And you know what they say? They say, who's Mim? Precisely. <laughs> and then I say, well, Mim's my co-host with your personal podcast. And they say, you've got a podcast? I say, yes, we have a podcast. Look, our listeners and don't. And from there it grows. <laughs> our listeners don't know. But recently Martin uh, unfortunately dislocated his shoulder and while he was – he took himself to hospital, got himself to hospital, and they had to pop the shoulder back in. And before the doctor went to do the – the uh, the I suppose, what do you call it? The, the relocation. The of relocation the of the dislocation. Martin said, before you do that, Mim says hello. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. doctor said, who's Mim? Yeah, and yeah. Martin proceed to say, Mim's my co-host in your personal podcast. That's right. You know what the doctor said? <laughs> He said, don't distract me. Now, that is a very neat segue, Mitten. Let's share with our listeners the topic for episode 31 of your personal podcast. Look, great lead-in. The discussion today is about how to manage distractions. And we're talking about distractions that, are, that come about to avoid conversations that need to be had. You know, the four things we'd like our listeners to come away with today is firstly, how to identify a distraction, how to plan for the distraction, being aware of when the distraction occurs and then responding to that uh, distraction. Correct. And the key to it is, overall the key to it is to walk away with, is you always need to focus on the job at hand. What is it that you're trying to do? What is the outcome you're looking for? But distractions do come at the most inappropriate time and how we handle that is really important. Do you think we have ever lived in a more distraction-rich environment than we do today? Look, technology itself causes a myriad of distractions. But again, today we're really going to be focusing on specific discussions that occur, whether it's in the family or whether it's at work. There are sometimes conversations, Martin, that you and I both have been involved in over the years where they're pretty, pretty serious discussions and the other party always try and divert the conversation to something else. Have you noticed on that very topic, Mim, that in 2023, because of course this is season one of yep. your personal podcast, the 2023 season, but have you noticed that there's no discussion locally, 
nationally, and to my knowledge, very little globally, about productivity. You notice we don't hear that word anymore? Look, I think uh, people uh, assume that productivity is a bad word. Why? Um, I think the connotations around when you talk about productivity is that people feel that you're pressuring them, you could be bullying them, you could be creating an environment that's not welcoming. I see productivity as a real important discussion point. Why? Because everything we all do goes towards what we're trying to achieve. Now, how we achieve it and how long it takes to get there is really important because today, in today's age, we have everything at our fingertips. We're always, you know, we're so impatient of everything. But the key to it is how do we become productive? How do we add value to what we do every day? But, Mim, that's my very point. So do you think this is possible? That And, look, you and I, we both love supporting people. Yeah. Was that your car driving past the, <laughs> your looking, personal podcast studio? I was studio? looking at them that way. <laughs> I, thought, yes, I thought you were checking that. Anyway, at least we've just realised that the, uh, your personal podcast vehicle has not been stolen. But, Mim, in the post-COVID era... yes. Do you think as much as you and I just kind of – we have great joy in supporting others, do you think we've just become a bit precious? No, look, each individual needs to be aware of what they do and how they do it. You know, from yours and my perspective, Martin, we're always out there to help improve people's um, ability to achieve better out of life, to get more out of life, to enjoy life. And not only life, but you know, everything we do, whether it's a career, whether it's our job, our business, whether it's family. And there's these subjects that we're bringing up are things that we've experienced, that we understand that when we talk about how to manage distractions, you know, I've been into, you know, in my roles over the years, I've been in some really serious conversations with individuals to help them improve. And what I, and what I already knew and I identified early in the, in the piece that there was going to be distractions in that conversation because I knew the individuals were going to try and divert the focus to a different area so they avoid having to face what we needed to talk about. But I just wonder, are you avoiding answering my question? Do you think that we have become a little bit kind of precious in the post-COVID era that why – because someone said to me the other day, Mim, oh, we can't talk about productivity anymore. And I said, why can't we talk about productivity anymore? Look, I talk about productivity all the time with whoever I talk to. So I I'm, do, not I'm, sure, I'm not sure about the person you've engaged with, but from my perspective, productivity is not a bad thing. It's about asking ourselves, how well are we doing? Correct. How much value am I adding? And what else could I do to improve? Correct. But isn't it interesting? I mean, as I kind of foreshadowed earlier in the conversation, that the we do live in an era, Mim, where because of so many channels of communication which we now have, is that we're just kind of constantly being bombarded with information and we're constantly being bombarded with distractions which takes our eye off the ball. That's right. Remember we said earlier on, focus on what the job is at hand. We're, we're, there's a myriad of distractions today. When we look at, let's say, 30 years ago, there was very there was less distractions back then from a technological point of view, because tech these days, look at every the social media. Look how many social media channels there are, Martin. Look at how many things on our mobile phones that go off every second, every minute. How many apps do you have on your mobile phone, Mim? I look, you know, on my mobile phone, I'd probably have 30. Yeah. I now, would, I would have probably. And I, more. I'm probably the conservative one. Yeah. I've seen people's phones with 100, 200 apps on there. Yeah. And I think, how, do you, how on earth do you get through the day? But, 
you know, we've just got to be aware. And these things were always designed on a promise that they would save us time, save us stress, save us hassle. And I must say, to some degree, I think they've created it because life did seem a lot simpler in years past. Would that be – am I sounding old? Look, I think generations – as generations change, we always – Why is our producer smiling? (laughs) We always believe that, you know, that – when we were young, for example, that life was easier. But I guarantee you... Or does everybody believe that? Does everybody look every back? Every generation... Every generation looks back says and the says, same thing. life was simple when That's I was right. younger. My parents said it. My grandparents said it. My great-grandparents said it. Everyone goes through that same conversation. You know, in my time, it was easier. Today, it's like a mess. Maybe you're right. And today, we say that technology is so distracting. I can tell you, in 30 years' time... This generation is going to say, you know, when we were that age, there was nothing like this. Yeah. It's really about being aware how to handle those distractions. What is it that we're trying to achieve? And information is always good, but at the appropriate time. So, Mim, part of the big value proposition of your personal podcast is that we share our own life experiences, our own work experiences. And if I reflect when I was preparing for today's episode, episode 31 of your personal podcast. And I must say you prepared very well. I did, even even when I was injured. (laughs) I have been injured this week. When the doctor was trying to put your your arm back into your socket, you were thinking of your personal podcast. Now, that to me... Is commitment. That is commitment and that is resilience. And that's also a terrible visual for our listeners <laughs> of your personal <laughs> podcast to be visualising that when they're trying to learn from us, men. They are learning. We handled that distraction very well. Yes, We're we did. still delivering your personal podcast, your arms in a sling. Correct. But you've got a smile. Correct. You've always got to have a smile, don't you? That's right. But, Mim, if I look back and I reflect, and I have been reflecting from the hospital about in preparation for your personal podcast, by yes. the way, just before you continue, yes. when you did mention me, did the doctor say anything? The nurses asked? Yeah, did. did they ask if they could tune in? Did you yeah. tell them, subscribe, hit the button, anything? No, no. He said, just <laughs> just, just give this guy some more morphine. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit disappointed because we could have got an extra couple of listeners there. <laughs> <laughs> Mim, let's just say that I wasn't entirely coherent at that point in time. I was in a little bit of pain, Mim. Not a problem. I think you did well. You know, for our listeners that have dislocated a shoulder, I think they'll understand. (laughs) No, seriously, it's really good that you you, you didn't break anything and it's all good. But the important part is I was thinking about you. Look, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, always watching your back. (laughs) Yeah, you you get that. I interrupted you before, as you were saying before. Yes, that's called a distraction. Now, Mim, yes, if I reflect, though, in, let's say, the last three key roles that I have had in a professional capacity. And, of course, we're going to share personal examples as well as professional. But I had three big jobs, I guess, in a row. That sounds serious. That was. Now, back-to-back over 12 years. And one of them was managing a retail precinct. Yes. One of them was leading a city as a mayor. And the other one, when the most recent, of course, was being the chief executive of the Chamber of Commerce. During the COVID era, yep. which was particularly intense. There it? would have been a few distractions through that period. Well, no, there weren't. Because, no distractions? No, Mim, because during that 12-year period, if I do reflect on it, and I was determined to knock the ball out of the park. That was, that was my mindset on each of those three roles. So you identified what could happen. I did. But what I did, Mim, in order to be super productive... And not just – you can be productive but not effective. What yeah. you want to be is productive and effective. Happy, productive people is always a good thing. Correct. Well said. Well said. But 
Mim, a lot of the day-to-day distractions, I either outsourced them, delegated them, and didn't sweat the small stuff and made it a very conscious decision that that was not the highest and best use of my time, so I would delegate it. I would outsource it to someone else. I realised that when we were having coffee together, the person on the opposite side wasn't looking like you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You are outsourcing our conversation. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Have you ever seen the movie Avatar, Mim? Yeah, well, I invented it, right? With you in mind. I just kind of decided that... I've got to look at things very... That's why you were going to the dark cafes. I thought there was something strange. (laughs) Did my voice sound a little bit different? No. No, no, no. Let's get serious. You look at people who are super successful in sport. Yep. In business, in public life, yes. in a myriad of things that we all get involved in. But you've got to make a sacrifice. And this is what I'm getting at. Yeah. In order to be really good, in order to be really top of your game, you actually have to start saying no to things or yeah. delegating things to others who are there to support you. And you're very appreciative of that. Yes. But you can't do it yourself. You have to let go of the detail and sometimes in order is, to be effective on the big picture. Sometimes that is difficult, but It takes a huge discipline. It does, but sometimes it's difficult too when you – sometimes – look, I remember in my early days when you're doing everything yourself, to be able to get to the point to start to trust others and to start to delegate and to not be distracted by everything that's happening, it takes a lot of courage to be able to say, you know what, I can't do everything. Do you remember our discussion where we had about, we were talking about perfection? Yeah. Right? And being a perfectionist sometimes can actually rob you of the joy. Because I'm going to counter that comment, Mim, with when you do trust others, and you've always said in your personal podcast that your first position is to trust That's someone absolutely. until which time they might prove you otherwise. Absolutely. I'm a little more cautious, as I've shared. But once I do trust someone, I trust them implicitly. Yeah. Now, I, in these kind of bigger jobs, I would have to delegate all manner of things. But I trusted my team and empowered my team implicitly no, but the, the to, point- to get on with it because I needed to get on with other matters. Yeah. And, and I agree together we would achieve the result. I agree with what you're saying, Martin. Where I was referring to is not so much that I didn't trust other people. It's being able to let go. When you're doing it, when you do things always yourself, it's not that you don't trust people. It's that it's it's like giving up something that you think you've done for so long and how could I do it? It's not so much about trusting people. No, you're right. It's but really about know, letting go and that's sometimes a biggest distraction than actually doing it. Mim, I find that really cathartic. Cathartic. So, cathartic. There's cathartic mean? Cathartic. Um, therapeutic. Cathartic means therapeutic. Not really, but it was the closest word I could kind of <laughs> associate but cathartic. What is cathartic? Cathartic. I'm not sure. Our producer is looking on um, the, 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 the. He's googling it as we speak. Because <laughs> you always put me off when you throw these big words. I do, and I have no idea what they mean. But they just sound good, you know. They just sound good, don't they? They sound good, and, they, and I always, you know, what I love about it. I love the look on your face. That's, that's what I love. But Mim, I'll go back to point. Is that when you let go of kind of the details, yes. so that you can focus maybe on the bigger picture or the main item or the main event, whatever it is for you, is there is something kind of almost innately satisfying in letting go and not sweating the small stuff. And have you read a book by Tim Ferriss? It was written some years ago called Four Hour Work Week. 
No, I haven't. It's a really good read. I'm sure that a number of our listeners have probably read it. What it's about, it's kind of about a high-flying former stressed-out executive who made this very conscious decision to recalibrate his life. And he decided that 90% of his life he could outsource. Didn't need to do it himself. It had to be done, but he didn't need to do it. It was not the highest and best use of his time. So was he thinking that those things were a distraction? He was thinking they were a waste of his time. But he was thinking they were a distraction. Probably, yes. I mean, that's the topic of episode 31 of your personal podcast. You're staring at me, yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, he, yes, he, he basically removed an enormous amount of distraction from his time so he could spend his time working on two things. One, and most importantly, what he enjoyed doing and two, building an income to support what he enjoyed doing. Now... It's a bit of a parable, this book, to some degree. It's a bit of an analogy. So you've got to read it and learn what bits are relevant to you. But it's a good read. Okay. I, what you've described there, Martin, from a personal point of view is fantastic for our listeners. Let's go from the point of view when you're talking to someone about a conversation. could be in the workplace or could be at home. And the conversation is is a serious one where you're trying to Get the other person to be aware of a situation that they've played a role in and that they need to improve on. And all of a sudden you're starting to have the conversation and the person on the other side says, oh, but Mim, you don't know, uh, it was raining and the sun was coming up and I got, you know, I had four million calls. You know, the person's trying to divert the whole conversation. They're trying to distract you by trying to get your mind now to think about other things as opposed to, what you set out to do. Is that distractions or is that excuses? That's, that's trying to, for, to put a distraction in the conversation. So all of a sudden you lose your focus. You lose your focus or your momentum of what you're trying to do and the outcome you're trying to achieve. Oh, you're saying they're doing that on purpose. That's right. To take you off your game. Absolutely. So we should be aware of that. Absolutely. Always 100%. When conversations are difficult, whether it's in the family or whether it's in the workplace – there is always that opportunity. You've got to identify and be aware and plan that the other party might decide to bring in a third party into the conversation, might decide to bring something totally left field to try and divert the conversation and try and divert the whole discussion because it's personal to them. So do you see what I'm saying? So we, if we're leading the conversation, we need to understand what is the outcome we're trying to achieve what is the conversation? And let's stick to that plan. We have all been in situations, haven't we, whereby you're having a conversation with someone, you're there for an hour, you leave it at the end of it, and you think, we spoke about nothing yeah. that I was actually intending on resolving in this meeting. And you know why? And I've learned this throughout you, life. You think it's a tactic? It is a tactic because what happens is the person you're speaking to or the group you're speaking to try and take control of the conversation. And when they do, you're chasing their tail. Because now you're chasing their conversation. Yes, you are. Instead of them responding to the conversation that you originally instigated. So you're saying to our listeners, be aware of the tactics. That's right. Be aware of the tactics and never lose control of what I'm saying of the conversation of what you're trying to talk about. Mim, I always enjoy a conversation, whether it's in any context, when people cut to the chase. Yeah. I, I just need clarity. That's something that I need in order to perform, to function, to understand, to empathise. I need to know what the issues are. Look, if the, I always say if the conversation always is about improvement, 
What we've got to be aware as leading the conversation is being able to understand how we're going to conclude the conversation, how we identify any distractions that occur. And it could not be from the party you're talking to. Let's say the door knocks. Let's say the phone rings. Let's say an email comes through that someone's trying to deliver to you. How do you handle those distractions? If what you're doing is important, everything else must wait unless it's an emergency where the building's burning. Do you time block? I do. Yeah. And that's such an important – because otherwise you're just at the mercy of the latest thing that comes into that's your right. inbox. And today, how much information comes through if we allow it to? And then people will say, you haven't responded. And I will say, well, how did you communicate me with it? Was it Messenger? Was it text? Was it WhatsApp? Was it LinkedIn? Was it yeah. an email? Was it a carrier, carrier pigeon? Which way did you get that note to me? This comes back to your point earlier on, Martin, about when we talk about productivity – how productive are we if we allow distractions throughout the day of what we're doing? I would guarantee that at the end of every day, we will find ourselves well short of what we tried to achieve. So my focus is, what is the goal I need to achieve today? And how do I plan and identify and become aware of any distractions that might occur? And the key for me is how I respond. Agreed. The way we handle those distractions is really important. And in my case, I always weigh up the importance. It's a discipline, isn't it? It is a discipline. So I say what I'm doing right now, is it more important than the, than what came to me? And generally, it should always be the priority, unless it's that much of an emergency that it could be very serious that you have to stop what you're doing. And that's by exception. But generally, 95% of the time, the distractions can be looked at later. Well, I've just been distracted because I'm not sure if I have a reason to be worried, Mim. But <laughs> I just noticed that our producer is reading a book called The Godfather. <laughs> now, with, do you think I should refocus on your personal well, podcast? Well, he's or? closer to you than me, so yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> All right. I'm going to share with our listeners a story. So, Mim, some years ago uh, we were working together because, of course, you were running the training division. Yes, and I was running the consulting division. Yes. And another couple of wonderful people were running the recruitment division. Yes. And I was called into an interview. And it was – the resume was fantastic. I was really excited to meet this person. Did I apply? <laughs> Funnily enough, you didn't have anything to do with this story. As hard as I'm sure you find that to believe. But, Mim. Yes, continue. Halfway through the interview, the interviewee, the person that we were interviewing – Yes took a phone call. Did his phone ring? His mobile rang. What? It wasn't on silent? No. no okay. No, no. That's interesting. he spent about 10 minutes of the interview having a chat. In front of you, on the phone? In front of us. Um, about something which appeared to be relatively social in nature. This was a relatively senior role. And I was looking at the other recruiter and the other recruiter was looking at me and we're kind of going, <laughs> like, what's going on here? And he got off the phone and I said, do you think that was an appropriate thing to do? And he said, what? I said, take a 10-minute phone call in the middle of an employment interview. And he said, oh, well, it was important. I had to plan my weekend. I said, so it's more important than the role which you are here to apply for. Clearly it's more important to you. So I said, this might be a life lesson for you, it may not be, but I'm not putting you forward to this employer. In fact, we're not going any further with this interview, it's ending now. Uh, and I hope that you do reflect on this situation because 
you've been distracted and you're here to talk about your future and your career and our client. And isn't it interesting, Martin, that in his eyes, he didn't see it as a distraction. I don't think he did. He saw it as quite comfortable. The phone's ringing, I'm answering, I'm in the interview. It's no big deal. In his mindset, he didn't see it as a distraction. But where you were sitting and your co-recruiter saying, well, hang on, we're doing, we're halfway through an interview and he's just answered his phone and and he's, t- he's, he's just ignored us. It's really interesting sometimes how our actions individually, we, we're unaware that that distraction or whatever it's got our attention has caused us to move away from where we should be focused on. I just found it to be – I wonder if our listeners agree or disagree with what I'm sharing and please do share your views on your personal podcast. We welcome them. But I found it to be utterly inappropriate. I'm going to – look, we – there are – look, we see a lot of government uh, parliaments around the world that are shown on TV. And one of the things that always surprises me, when you have a, a glimpse of what where they are in parliament, wherever they are in whichever country – Everyone seems to have a mobile phone out and they're looking at their mobile phone while the person who's speaking is speaking. And I'm thinking, is anyone paying attention? Why are all these phones and people are sending messages and sometimes could be yep. for whatever reason. They're about to vote on a piece of legislation. Vote on a piece of legislation. But but all these phones are out and, and I'm thinking they're being distracted if, if what the person's saying is so important to you the country. You know what they're doing? They're all lobbying each other. By text. But but what I'm saying is from a viewer point of view, I'm thinking if this is important for the whole country, why isn't everyone paying attention? Yep. And I just see sometimes our mindset start to not be aware of what we're doing. So you've been in meetings where you've got two people out of seven just watching their phones the whole time. I used to ban that in my workplace. And one of my team said to me, oh, but I'm taking notes on my phone. I said, take notes on a tablet. Don't take notes on your phone because what you're saying to the client – is that you're texting. Yeah. Look, uh, and managing distractions, Martin, and, and you're right. Because you can only – people got to understand that the people – the person viewing what you're doing, generally if you're on the phone while there's a conversation on, it doesn't look good. Yep. No matter where you're at, if you're, if you're concentrating on the conversation and a person speaking, respectfully, you should listen. You should hear, listen, and apply. I agree. And it's, I also think it's respectful. It is. And look, etiquette – Morally, ethically, it really comes back to those fundamentals of life. Do we respect the other person enough to listen? Do we respect the other person enough to pay attention? When we talk about managing distractions, we have to ask ourselves, what is it that I am doing right now and why is my phone or the person that's trying to get to me or the task I'm thinking of tomorrow is taking me away from the conversation I'm supposed to be in or doing the task I'm supposed to be doing right now i'm thinking of maybe next week i'm thinking of maybe like you said before the person was trying to organize his weekend social activities why is it that these distractions that we see clearly are distractions but sometimes people don't and i've come to the understanding that it is it education i've come to the understanding i mean i that felt in that set of circumstances Mim, it was my duty to respectfully communicate to the individual that this just doesn't wash and if you want to progress in corporate life, um, there's a code and you can't break that. You're right, Martin. And as I was just finishing my sentence about what I came to the conclusion is that there's not enough education happening in, the, in society around 
how should we be behaving, whether it be in the family life or work life, around distractions, what we call distractions, because they happen every moment, every day. You know, we you know we could be driving and we see something happening on the side of the road that distracts us from keeping an eye on the road. If it's at work, if it's at home where the family's having a discussion and we're off there with our phones doing whatever, I think it's more so the educational side that we get people to understand what is it about life that makes us think that we have to be aware of everything that happens. Why not just narrow it down, focus on the job at hand, get that done. You'll get to everything else and start to put some principles in place. And that's what I did. I put principles in place to say, if I've locked in a meeting with you, Martin, then that's it. I'm there in that meeting. I could have 10 messages on my phone. I could have 20 emails come through. I could have people looking for me. That's okay. Because this hour I've blocked away with Martin. It's important. I need to focus on that, get it done. Once I finish with that, then I'll get to my messages. I'll get to my emails and I'll prioritize them. See, I manage the distractions from a productive point of view, not from a negative point of view. So I don't want, I don't want this information. That information might be important. I read recently, Mim, that the Premier of the state in which we live recently announced that mobile phones were going to be banned in the classroom at schools. And my immediate reaction was, good on you. Good on you. You'd get a lot of pushback against that. But good on you. Because can you imagine being a school teacher? Trying to teach 30 kids in a class who are all looking at their mobile phones. But, but my view is this. Now, when that was announced, my view was this. is We're, we're, we're putting a, a thing in place to say win or lose. I say, how do we integrate technology with a better understanding? So how do we get those students to still have their mobile phones on them but not answer them, not look at them? I'd rather that than deny them to have them with them because what we're doing is like when we were young and someone said, well, you can't go out and play in the rain. What was the first thing we did when we could, when it rained? Let's get out there and get muddy. I think we got a better way to go about teaching the children how to have a mobile phone but not get distracted with it. Be responsible. We're in an era of technology. We're not an era of the dark ages. And I don't mean that to offend anyone, but today we have got technology we have to be able to manage those distractions better. By what? By further educating the young ones. By getting people to understand it's okay to have your mobile phone on you. But the key to it is don't be distracted by the text, by the social media, by the news article, by anything. I mean, we all know this. It's so difficult not to be. But I'm going to share a little takeout as we close out episode 31 of your personal podcast, Mim, is that... When it comes to those periods of my working life, at least, where I have really, I think, in reflection, managed the distractions well, outsourced the small stuff well, I have been hyper productive. I have done more in four year periods than I otherwise would have achieved in 10. And that was a very conscious decision. It took an enormous amount of discipline. It took a lot of communication. But if I look at the times where I wasn't managing my own diary, I wasn't managing my own emails, emails I, was, I was managing at, in those roles higher order important matters and delegating everything else out to good people who knew what to do 
who were well-trained, who were trustworthy and smart. Things happen. And they happen at a pace and at a level which is incredibly surprising. I mean, it really does. You can achieve more in a period of time when you set your mind to it and you shut out the noise. And look, we're all different. And what you did for yourself, Martin, worked well for you. From my perspective, when I manage distractions, it was always about not so much trying to block them out, but how do I manage them well to teach others how they can manage their distractions better? How do we become productive? How do we become effective in what we do? And still deal with all the myriads of things that come before us, but not allow those things to define us, not allow them to drive us, but we are the driver. So... I always had, if I have important discussions with anyone, I am with them. If I'm having discussions at home with my family, I'm only with my family. I don't think of everything else, but I do get to everything else. So I look at it as from a perspective as how do I manage that process? How do I manage those distractions? And for me, I learnt the art of prioritising and that made a huge difference in my life. Prioritising it, I found that I could deal with everything and they weren't distractions anymore. They were things I needed to get done. Well said, Ben. Thank you for sharing your experience on episode 31 of your personal podcast. And again, a big shout out to all our listeners. We love you tuning into your personal podcast. And please subscribe and share to your friends and colleagues. And we look forward to bringing you episode 32 next week.